good in the good. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. It's good. It's good. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. Welcome to the good in the good, the first episode ever. So excited, guys. Our show, we talk about what's good in each other's lives in hopes to make you guys chuckle and you could go on your merry way. I'm your host, Amy, and I'll be joined by my husband, producer, director, editor, all around awesome guy, oh, that man. dude, Ray. Pop my collar. <laughs> this week, our guest is Diego. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate no problem. It. So. The first question is, what's good? And I thought about it. What do I want to talk about for my first ever episode? I was like, there's so many things to be thankful for in life. I could talk about technology, living in Vegas, but I decided on something I'm real comfortable with, and that's boners. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, didn't like, see that one coming. No, did you? <laughs> no, I did not. Well, think about it, right? This world wouldn't move forward without boners. Right. Okay. The, the little baby sperms in, in the sack wouldn't know where to go <laughs> without a boner leading them to the promised land. It's <laughs> a valid point she makes. Well, that's one way. What What wakes it. you up in the morning? A fucking boner. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it does wake me up more often than not. Exactly. Right. And you're like, okay, so I don't have I don't have one. I've never had one because I was. Oh, that's good news. <laughs> born a female. <laughs> But I just imagine, like, if I had one, how, it would make me so happy to see it in the morning. Like, it's all like raging. Oh, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's still there. Yeah. What do I do with it? Like, you think, like, I only seen them in movies, right? When a kid first has one, they don't know what to do with it. So they, like, try to hide it, right? That was the worst. What was that fucking show you were watching <laughs> where the. Oh, that was dumb. I hated that show, but you kept watching it nonstop. Well, you know what I'm talking about. I, yeah, I don't remember the show. Fuck. Oh. But, Dude got boner like he it was a puberty show. He got right. boners and he like didn't know how to handle himself, so he's just jerking off all the time. Like, oh wow! It was a weird show. She was like so into it. Was it a cartoon show? No, oh, it's a live action. It'd be an odd Dude, cartoon. I wish I could animate that good. No, there's or a there's a Netflix stock. There's a Netflix show that's like that. It's literally uh, like kids going through puberty and like it's like got like hormone monsters. Ain't and for shit. me. Ain't for me. But but all I'm saying right is. The world wouldn't be able to progress if men didn't have boners and they're in the constant like state of trying to like get rid of it. There's only one way to get rid of it. Aside from like thinking about super nasty things like, I don't know, someone like throwing up on you. But like when you think about it, right, your like main goal or objective in life is like, how do I get rid of this fucking boner? Even when you first get one. We can edit this. I mean, <laughs> now I'm starting to fucking ramble. It ain't Sorry. going nowhere. It's not going nowhere. I did have a point. I just don't remember where the point was going because I got freaking distracted thinking about it. Thinking about boners. Thinking That's about the problem. Boner. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good distraction. So it can either distract you or it can make you uber, uber like goal oriented, right? Yeah. Right? Because you're just kind of like, well, I got I, I to gotta find a warm place to go and get rid of this thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> How do you do that? How do I get the girl? You got to get a job. You got to impress them somehow. You got to like have game. You got to know how to talk. You got to know how to be around other people, mm-hmm. you know? So when you think about it, boners. Yeah. Got to be thankful for boners. Or you settle for Pamela. <laughs> and ha- and han- Handa. Handa. Pamela. Yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to um, do what you got to do. So, yeah. I had more on this bit. Um Oh, wait, no, I wanted to add. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got something Without to add. a boner, I wouldn't have, you couldn't have children. Think about all the great things. Definitely can't put a flaccid penis in. Doesn't work. It doesn't, no, it doesn't work, same. right? No. No. I mean, that one girl tried to like scoop it out of that guy's condom, except he put Tabasco sauce in it. <laughs> oh, Drake. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> See, needed a boner. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be smart with that. Yeah. You gotta be smart. Keep the hot sauce on deck at all times. Yeah. You know, I didn't think that was something you need now. <laughs> yeah. Apparently you do. <laughs> Have a pack of uh, a pack of condoms and a pack of hot sauce, I guess. I'm saying you know? a little ch- Cholula packets. I don't know. It also makes a girl feel good on the inside and the outside. On the outside? On the outside. Huh? Yeah, because you're like... Okay, so like most girls, like they, they like to go out, they party or whatever. And they're like, I just want to dance with my girlfriends. No, bitch. You like it when guys find you attractive and tell you how attractive you are when you're out there with your friends. And then they grind their boners on you at the dance floor. And you're just like, yeah, I'm totally making this guy super hard. And then make him buy you a drink and then you leave. <laughs> it's like that. Tell, tell me you're not satisfied. Like girls aren't satisfied about the fact that, like, yeah, he hella wanted me. And I said, no. Mm. That, for girls, I guess. I yeah. guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not for dudes. Not for dudes. That's, that's, dudes. Our, that's a bad night. That's yeah, true. Turns but blue. That, I mean. That's why Ray never buys any girls' drinks. No, He's I don't like, play that. That's how he got me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Down oh. bad. Okay. But yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Think about it. It's super relatable. Everyone, well, all dudes have boners. It sucks if you don't, but that'd be unfortunate. <laughs> at the same time, like I hope, hopefully you don't take it for granted, no. right? Facts. So, uh, what's good in your life, babe? Well, is you know, it's hard to top that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where to go from that. <laughs> There's um, so many other things to choose from. Okay, I got one, and so last night we were playing categories. You familiar with this game, Diego? No. no. All right. So I'm it's in my twenties still, you know. <laughs> Damn. Oh, you guys don't have Shots game nights? Fired. They don't no, play games they, in their 20s. No, game night's not a thing yet. It's not no, a thing okay. yet. Okay. Well, right. in a decade or so, you'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, categories is a game where you roll a dice to get a letter, and then you have a list of 12 categories, and you got to create or you got to come up with words that start with that letter in each of the categories. So, like scramble? Kind of, but you just, you're, just, you're just guessing. You're just like making a word or you're picking a word, right? So, okay. if your letter is. Uh, C and the category is boy's name, you go Charlie or whatever, you know. Anyway, there's 12 categories. You get a point for each word that you create, and no one else has that word as well. So 12 categories. You can get double points if you use a double letter word or whatever. Anyway, I put up a round of 15 points, so I'm basically the greatest ever do it. Legendary. Goat status. Just call me Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was, uh, the category was, um, well, the letter was T, right? Mm. And it was games. Oh, you can do a lot with that. What what, what comes to your mind when you think of a game that starts with the letter T? Okay. (laughs) You're putting me on the spot. You got nothing. It's a timer, too. Yeah, yeah, it's a timer, too. Yes. So... So this this fool goes tic tac toe. Three points, baby. Boom. 
dropping threes like Steph Curry. Does that really count though? That's like it's a game. It's one game though. Yeah, but it's, it's three words, oh, and they all start, with, they start with a T. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just dropping trays, buckets. I was rather impressed. Yeah. Felt it. good. Felt good. Yeah. You know, um, I got my ass kicked the first time we played. That's why it felt good to dominate. There you go. Yeah. Come back. You know. We we played this game with like some of my coworkers, mm-hmm. and the letter was C. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's like things in a medicine cabinet, <laughs> and one of the uh, one of the one of the wives goes. Wait, wait, wait! Before you say okay. what she said, this is one of the most innocent looking girls you've ever seen. She's a like elementary school teacher. Yeah, she's a preschool teacher. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, we have a teacher on our team, and we go C for what's in a medicine cap. She goes cock rings. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, cock rings in a medicine cabinet. <laughs> Apparently, she gets whoa, them whoa, in the medicine whoa. cabinet. <laughs> By far, one probably one of my most favorite freaking words ever, and I was like, "All right, all right, I see, I see where you at." <laughs> it was gold. It was, it was pure gold. comedy. In a medicine gold. cabinet. I, I mean, <laughs> nightstand maybe more reasonable. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, who am I to tell someone what to put in their medicine cabinet? <laughs> I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Personal items is normally what's in a medicine cabinet. Right. So. But yeah, so that's what's good in my life, man. Diego, what about you? What's going down in the life of Diego? Oh, man. it's uh, I'm in peak college student mode, so just running back and forth, doing all these things, trying to live on top of the world right now. And I guess for me, I would say is like opportunities. Okay. Nice. You can't take granted for my opportunities. So a couple months ago, came out to Las Vegas with no family, no friends, little to no cash, you know, just putting all in and taking advantage of all my opportunities. You know, it's one of those things that you can't, like you look back on it, like wow, I didn't realize this opportunity got me to this direction and this walk of life, and said said things, and not just saying no because not everybody has opportunities. You know? Facts. It's 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 real, you yeah. know. When you go, especially when you go back home. Uh, I went back home this December for Christmas and stuff, and I haven't been over there in like three plus years. Mm-hmm. So it was nice seeing family, nice seeing friends, and I talk about the stuff, and they just think I'm like a millionaire in their eyes because they're like, "Whoa, how could you obtain such things?" I'm like, "You just you just got to go for yeah. it." And like the fact of opportunities, people are just so scared, and they just get comfortable into like their nine to five in a sense like you know mm-hmm. that 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 job bubble where you just do same thing over and over and the few times you do have a break you make like the wrong opportunities i guess mm-hmm. so gotta gotta always take advantage of your opportunities and be thankful for them so what what made you like what made you do it like risk it all like i've always been a risk taker so uh-huh. like i said i haven't been so i've moved around across the country mm-hmm. and stuff i always like found opportunities i always loved this city but i knew and the time of my life that like Vegas, like before 21, just could, I couldn't reach my highest of expectations, or at least at the time, that's how mm-hmm. I justified it. But once I finally was like, you know what, I'm finally going to do the Vegas thing. Like I've always loved this city. I loved this city since I was 10. I was playing slot machines when I was 10, getting in trouble and stuff. So <laughs> He's slot machines at 10. Well, yeah, you know, we were at Circus Circus. My mom gave me like 10 bucks and I put it in and this six foot eight, like big ass dude takes away my money. He's like, fuck off, kid. You know, I'm like, and what am I supposed to do? I'm like a 10 year old, you know? So you're yeah. supposed to go to the carnival area, bro. You know, <laughs> six foot eight. He was probably like five, 10. And you were, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up. I'm like, damn, I just got Jim. You know, I couldn't do much. So took his money too. I yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. He took his money too. Yeah. I mean, if it's already in the machine, he's not gonna give it back. <laughs> well, it was a it was a little paper thing, you know. I, yeah. I cashed out. I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. We go back to the arcade machine. Takes my paper, tells me to fuck off. I'm like, well, you know, only so much I can do. But yeah, no, I just everything about the city I've always liked. I liked fast life pace. I liked opportunities because. 
you know, believe it or not, this place has so much opportunities and people really don't understand that. You oh, know? It's a beautiful city, man. You know, if you're if you're a one narrow like, type of mind, you're yeah. not going to succeed in this city. So so like name name the one opportunity, like if you can focus on like one op- major opportunity that opened it all up. Uh, I guess one opportunity that even brought me out here was the Raiders in the first place because nice. I applied and I was scared because I was like, oh, I'm young as shit. You know, they're probably not going to hire me. But then it was like, oh, we'll hire you, but you just got to move out here. Yeah. So I was like. All right, bet, you know, so then that's, I pretty much involved my life around that one opportunity. Mm-hmm. And because I did that, that's when I applied for UNLV. And then that's when I did other stuff. And it opened up to, you know, of course, here for KUNV and uh, just other opportunities I did not expect from just one opportunity. So yeah. I've just loved it. Wait, so did you since. apply with apply with the Raiders while they were in Oakland or were they already the Las Vegas Raiders? They were already the Las Vegas Raiders. And it took me a long process because it does take a while. Yeah. But once I got in. I got in like before the season started. So then that's when I, they were like, okay, if you want to come, you got to move in like X amount of space. And okay. I'm like, I guess I'll just drop everything and leave. So that's what I did. My man's be looking fresh too on game days in a suit up in the suite. Yeah, stuff. you know, I'm yeah. in a little suit and tie. Got to do the whole spiel, but you know, I love it. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun, you yeah. know. So, um, so you said you became a UNLV student as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. And how, like, so... How's that going? So it's been going great. So when I first applied to UNLV, it was like a last second kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, they were just like, uh, you should apply so-and-so X amount of time ago. I was like, yeah, but I didn't know I was going to move to the city X amount of time ago. <laughs> so I had to do like last second of everything. I was like, take, give me whatever's available. Give me this housing, this, like I, I just had to like scrap all I could do together because it was such like a last second decision and like ballsy of me to do. And then, you know, once I applied, they accepted me. Because I did have all the requirements and stuff. Yeah. It was just last second, you know. They're like, we just don't advise people to do it like this. I'm like, well, I'm not people, so I guess. I'm yeah. not people. <laughs> you know, I've always not, I've never done things traditionally. Check resume, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so we could see you at Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders. Or, yeah. And then, so you're working at the radio station. Yeah, and yeah, with, that was that was one of the new opportunities that came with the Raiders. Because when I came, I went to one of the first, so it was like a freshman event. It's called Creates, you know. It's like mm-hmm. this event where you try to like, find your group or find your groove and stuff. I only went at first because I was like, I don't know where any of my classes are at. I got I'm hoping they're just going to give me a tour of just to see where I'm going. Yeah. Because the very next week was classes. You know, we come in here, we talk to all these other majors and people and I'm and I'm hearing all these other people's stories and I'm like, yeah, this is nothing I like I want to do. They're talking about PR and political this. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. I, I that doesn't sound like me. And then they talk accounting. Accounting, yeah, that, that was one of the routes too, but still not for me. And I was like, I just, this doesn't seem like my thing. And then uh, you know, they said something briefly about radio station and sports broadcasting. I was like, oh, I'm like, let me see what all that's about. Like, yeah, can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, if you guys want to stay afterwards. So instead of doing the whole crates event where people were getting like free burgers and hot dogs, we were in here exploring the whole studio and I'm asking all these questions and stuff. And I, you know, I met this guy named uh, Mr. Ashton Ridley, you know, yeah. and doctor. Doctor. Dr. Ashton Ridley, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so at the time, you know, I didn't really know. I was like, oh, how can I be part of this? I can be part of that. Gives me the email chain. And ever since from there, you know, can't get rid of them. Yeah. Dude. You know, I, I, I found this place and once I did, I just didn't realize how much I was going to love this thing. So yeah. I've been stuck with it ever since. That sounds like the best college experience ever. And it all stemmed from like, you're not like the, it wasn't like the traditional straight from high school. I'm going to go to university type of thing. Well, it was more like the Raiders got you out here. Well, for or, here, I, my original story is when I actually had a scholarship for football so oh, I shit. went, yeah, so I went out to Ohio, but I graduated in 2020, 
straight uh, pandemic, uh-huh. you know, time. So it was like a virtual graduation. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get. It. I didn't even get a real graduation. I got a Google Docs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Google what? Slides of my name, and they're like, "All right, you graduated." I was like, "All right, what? cool, I guess." Okay. You know, so it was. It, that was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty ass. But you know, I went there for a college scholarship. We had a lot of barriers because you know. It was a D2 school Uh and, you know, because of that and COVID and stuff, only like the top, top schools were even having opportunities to play. So kind of messed up my chances and, you know, just a lot of setbacks. So I went to transfer to a school in Texas because I had better opportunities and Texas was like, okay, we'll we'll just get you going. So I started football, still football, Okay, because at the time I didn't, I didn't care about school. I never did. I was just maintaining to play football. Okay, That was my whole mentality. My mom's like. I want you to stay in football because I know if you're not in football, you're not going to care about school. That's the type of student I was. Oh, okay. I really didn't care. Like, this was like a new mentality of the whole school thing. Yeah. All right. So I go out to Texas, still doing the same thing. I only really care about football. I really don't really care about school. I have advisors telling me, hey, you know, maybe you focus in the school. You could be da-da-da-da. I was like, uh, how about not? I really care. <laughs> I'm like, I really don't care about the school thing. Yeah. So I go, I play. We have our first preseason game in Louisiana. I make a tackle. I have two offensive guards fall on top of me. My uh, vertebrae V6 straight up crumbles, but I didn't realize at the time. Oh, shit. My legs just like, they feel like pancakes. I'm like, oh, what's going on? I'm trying to get up, but I can't. And I'm starting to crawl in, and the athletic trainer's like, oh, you got to stop. And then I didn't realize like how bad bad was. And though they told me like, oh, dude, like you could have, like you're, you're pretty much going to become paralyzed. And I was like, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah, it was oh, pretty bad. Holy crap. So then okay. the next six months after that injury, I didn't even get to play because, you know, that was a preseason game. That was just me just trying to show opportunities. So that whole season, instead, I was just trying to learn how to walk again. Well, at the same time, the school was telling me, hey, remember that scholarship we gave you? Oh, yeah, we're dropping it. Yeah. I was like, that that kind of sucks for me. Like, I'm trying to learn how to walk again. You're trying to tell me I, I got to find a new school. got to find a whole new sense of direction. So that kind of put me in a little spiral. And that's when I did the whole job searching thing i'm yep. like what what can i do what am i even good at and i had like this epiphany i'm like i didn't yeah. even take school seriously this whole time what do i where do i go what do i do like yeah. oh shit you know that's when i saw a raiders opportunity uh because i met somebody from cleveland that worked for the browns and uh-huh. he was like and he transferred over to the to the raiders and he's like i can't promise anything yep. but i can talk to him for you i said hey that's all i need just talk to him see what i can do and that's what i got interviews that you gotta do the rest by yourself and then that's where the Raiders thing comes into play, and that's how I got here. Damn, that's a hella good story, Diego. You should have led with that. Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know. like mention that anymore oh. because, oh. like, I'm not an athlete no more. I don't want to sound like one of those like 30 year olds that drink a beer. Like, oh, I used to be really good. At da, 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 what are you, you trying know? to say, bro? No, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> no, it's just like age. I don't know when kidding. I when I hear those stories, and you know, I'm just yeah. like, I don't want to sound like my whole legacy was around one thing, you know. So I try to tend to not mention that. Oh, I had my time and stuff, but I like focusing on my new shift of what I am at now. Dude, I don't want to sound like so many things going for you right now. Yeah, like, I would have never thought. I never even knew that you played football. So. In, in perspective, right? Like yeah, he don't such... look tall enough to play football, no. right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, the show's called The Good and the Good, I'm all right? Sorry. It's an inside joke because <laughs> he thinks he's six feet tall and he's not. I'm not six foot. I'm 5'11". Five, I'm five yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> and ladies. <laughs> there you I'm five, go. I'm 5'11". I work for the Raiders. <laughs> but that's awesome. Like, when you think about it, right, This it puts you exactly where you're at right now. Right. Right? You could be in Louisiana playing for a D2 school. Well, I was it, in Texas. That, that's Texas, where the injury, right. That's where the injury happened. It yeah. was in Louisiana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, you could still be playing football. 
right? Yeah, that's a retrospect I always think about. Like, if I never got her, what I'd be doing right now? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd, I would still be over there yeah. like, without a doubt. That's that was why I was still not giving a fuck about school. Yeah, I yeah. still wouldn't have gave up. Yeah, so maybe it was like one of those things, like because of the opportunity, because of my mindset was that because of that incident that happened, it caused more opportunities I didn't even realize at the time I needed for my life because. Yeah. You know, besides, you know, being good at football, I, I was pretty senseless with my direction. I was like, I didn't care about my goals or my opportunities or my things. I was just like, okay, I need to train to do this and to do that and to do that. That's all I cared about. But look at you now. You're like, Ray's always said he's like, this kid's going somewhere. He's like, he's driven. He's motivated. Like, he has direction. And he knows like, how to talk. Like, and you know how to clearly talk. Clearly, we put him on the podcast. So <laughs> I know, right? He knows First how to guess. talk. Which, you know, for your, for your generation, man, that's incredible thing like a lot of people don't know how to talk they can't talk to people yeah that's, used to that's texting that is so like uh it's a weird thing that i noticed like i guess i was a rare last of my breed because now like people my age they either talk or text or facetime or use social media a lot which is a good valuable skill yeah. but like then like when it comes to person to person they act like they don't even know each other and then that's when i'm like that this is weird we gotta stop breaking that and it's like i didn't realize it was a skill until like high school, I guess you would say, when mm -hmm. I realized, oh, people just don't know how to talk to each other anymore. And then it got really bad when the pandemic happened. Now, yep. Yeah, it made everything worse. Now people really don't know how to talk to each other. Like, well, you can walk around this campus and everyone's got headsets in. And like, if you try to go up to somebody, they think either like somebody political, you're trying to recruit them for something or like, they they just, they're just afraid to talk to you. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. It's like very hostile. Like, what do you want? I'm, I'm trying to just do my thing. And even in class, like... If the professor doesn't force you to break off in a conversation about something, they're not going to talk to you. And it's really, really weird now. But like, I'm trying my best, you know, I'm only one person. But if I can be friendly enough to open a conversation, <laughs> then it makes things a little better. Yeah, that's all we can do, right? It's kind of like our our contribution to society is, is this pod. Like, let's just share one good thing about what's going on. Right. And hopefully it'll help other people, you know. I appreciate you sharing, you know, all that stuff with with us. I know you're not, you know, comfortable talking about it too much anymore, but yeah. like that's it's really cool. It's, I think it's important to hear because a lot of people could could be going through what you went through, right? I'm devastated. I broke whatever. I can't do what I love anymore. What do I do? How do I move forward? And I think you're a prime example of someone who didn't, you know, love the opportunity, but you know, relish the ability to try something new, to do something different, and 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 move forward at a on a different path. You know, and one thing I will say, though, is like when you do try something new, like, for example, when I joined the radio station, like I didn't realize at first I was doing this just like, OK, this could be something cool to do on the side. Like, I, you know, I got to start finding other things to do besides, you know, sports, because, you yeah. know, I can't really do that as much as I used to. And then, like, because I put that effort into it, I did not realize I was going to love this as much as I did. Like, I'm like involved, involved now, like in places I never thought in a million years I'd be involved in so it's it's kind of trippy to think about when you do a retrospect looking back into your life and you know like when friends that used to knew me as the football guy or, mm -hmm. you know then they're like oh you do that and I'm like really like I'm like yeah I actually love it too like really like that's like it's interesting when you talk to like people of your past and see your current views now yeah. they're like it's it's a real trippy thing. Like to how go dope through. is it when you show them like, oh, I'm up at the booth at Allegiant Stadium calling a game. Yeah, at oh yeah, UNLV you know, and one college. You know what I mean? But it's but it's funny when that happens too, because then they just think like they just start assuming things. Because I come from like an area where people don't really succeed. If they do, it's usually through like illegal means or you know mm -hmm. not morally 
correct, I guess you would say. So there's a lot of like people that like want to see you fail because they never could get that opportunity you yeah, got. That's true. So it's really sad to see. I'm like, no, dude, like I worked hard to get into this position or A, B, and C. Yep. And it's like, no, you you know this thing. So now you have to know like because so this is like a mentality for them. Like you work at a legion or you know people at a legion, therefore you have raider type of money, therefore you know the owner, therefore you have all these millions and millions of dollars. I'm like, no, <laughs> no not <bro>. necessarily. <laughs> they're like and then they're like, Oh, well, let me ask you for money. I'm like, that, that's crazy. Like there was this dude that hit me up. I haven't talked to him in like ten plus years because he cut me off for whatever reason. But you know, life happens. Yeah. And he first thing he does is like, Oh yeah, man, let me get like ten grand. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like in my pockets. I'm like, where's my? I'm like, you. I'm like, where's the ten grand, at? You know, like, where, where's this at? And then, and then afterwards, I guess there's this rumor that like I had money. So these people are like, oh man, can you invest in this? And can you invest in that for me? Or like, what do you think about this property and that property? I'm like. Pfft. I'm in college too. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's really funny just to see that retrospect, and especially yeah. when I went back and I visited like the the mentality he had around me and stuff, like this aura. And I'm like, man, I don't I don't like that. I don't like having attention around me. I kind of like being like I like being the person that like when you have a conversation with me, you you laugh and you have a good time, but yeah. I don't like being like a, a center of attention. I like talking to other people and making yeah. other people laugh and that sort of side of attention, but I don't like attention being about me. Like compliments or like saying I'm good. I don't like that. I kind of like just like making you laugh, having a genuine conversation. That's as much as I like. like Sometimes you, you just got to accept the compliments, Just Diego. take it, bro. Just you know, it. I, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. yeah but. It, it is a skill set. I, I feel the same way. Like I'm a little uncomfortable if, if I'm the center of the attention. So like Ray and I never got married in like a like full on church thing because I was like I'm deathly afraid of people looking at us and being the center of attention but I love like lifting other people up right like making people laugh giving them compliments but then when they do the same to you you're just kind of like oh what do I say <laughs> like oh. thank you but yeah, you just have to say said. thank you yeah. thanks but you're right you don't want to talk to people who want to like just who are trying to get something from you right is that the thing I kind of yeah, like, like yeah, oh my like, gosh Jago's like this big time guy in Vegas and you're just kind of like no bro I'm still a college student <laughs> just doing the thing I love and that's super important like it shouldn't be about the money like right it, it's not about like how much you make like you shouldn't equate who you are as a person by like how much you make and they think oh you work for the NFL so you're making all kinds of money right right, right. Yeah. yeah and another thing too about like back where I used to live too it was kind of hard because when I was younger you know, my siblings are like way younger than I am. So I have like this older sibling role and like the place I grew up in back when it was just me and my mom before my siblings came into the picture, it was like a really rough area. I mean, we're talking like apartments, like gang affiliated, like people like if you're only going to succeed, it's through means that you shouldn't succeed. So I kind of had like this, I guess you would say savior mentality when all I wanted to do was to try to get people like out of the hood. That was mm -hmm. my whole mission. All I would see would be like friends, close ones. Uh, you know relatives I would just see them going down the spiral and seeing how like you know I knew for a fact I don't know I just something about me when I was younger just knew the gang life like however way or whatever, whatever means I just knew it wasn't for me and I knew like I could not do it like that and I had the savior complex and it was the hardest thing when I left was friends from my new like close closest friends that are started that started going down that route and I knew it wasn't going to go and I tried to save them and stuff and like it was something that would eat me alive because that was one of my things I would try to do was like, okay, maybe I can't save the whole world, but I could definitely save my, my block. Yeah. That was my thing. Yeah. And like, and then I couldn't even do that and it would eat me alive when I would. Yeah. So it was just one of those things, man, you know? Well, when you think about it, maybe you're just not equipped at this moment in time to be able to do that, but you're in process of that. Like you're in, you're going in that direction to, to a point maybe in the future where you would be able to help people out the way you want to help them out. Right. Right. 
And then, another thing too about it is just like when, like one of my biggest lessons was one of my closest friends at the time, and uh, you know he was going down that route, and I tried my hardest to be like, hey, you know, don't do it like this. I know that, and because the people he was around, they would be like, oh, he's fake because he don't have a set, he don't represent this, blah blah blah, blah. and he started buying into that They're like oh yeah that makes sense because he don't got our money like we do he don't make making what we're doing he but you know that it is and that that like i tell him what's to do this and that he always says no he'd be like oh let's go down to the block I, i'd be saying no i'm like no nah, yeah. like i'm not I'm not trying to do that and you know when i left you know one of the things i really i saw him was going down that path and you know god rest his soul but he's not around no more so yeah. it's one of those things that like i knew it was going to happen if he did that and i just couldn't stop it and it's one of those things that you know eats you a lot because the biggest lesson I learned from that is that like if they don't want to be helped, you can't do any more outside of that. Yeah. It's, but it was a it's a hard lesson when you're in that situation because you just think no because I knew this guy I knew we used to play in the playground together like we yeah I know this guy like I can save him but yeah it's one of those things you know. Do you ever think it's like it's one of those moments in your life that happens in it's pivotal right so it makes you think. You know, I I'm going to talk about it in a different in a different episode. I don't want to talk about it now, but like it makes you think, well, how am I going to live the rest of my life for this person? Right. This person who's no longer here, who you felt like you could have saved, but you didn't. And it was a failure. What is there you can do at the, at the moment when you find out? Like, what do you did I fail as a person? Did I fail as a friend? Right. You think about that and put you down this hole of like. Ugh, like then I shouldn't I don't deserve to be happy because I failed but then you also go on a different path where you're just kind of like well how am I going to honor this person what what can I do moving forward right to like make it better maybe there's another person out there that I I am going to be able to save in the future or what are my actions that I'm doing now to like move from that yeah I mean you can go either way right yeah like you can crawl into a hole and and just feel bad for yourself or you can like take that opportunity to move forward and, and learn from the lessons that you you went through like obviously it's not an ideal situation nobody should have to go through that but yeah. it's part of life like you went through that i did it's so funny you're like your guys's uh story is kind of similar because ray grew up in yeah it's it's a very similar story and we've yeah. talked about this off air before so yeah. like i mean um i saw a lot of parallels in, between what you just said and stuff that i went through and you know it's unfortunate but that's it's the way it goes sometimes, and you got to find the find the bright side of things and and try and find that silver lining and how, how learn to live with it and move forward with it. Yeah, there's this running on joke that I tell Ray. I started calling him Uncle Ray. Yeah, Nicole. yeah it's like a joke. At first, I just said it just like you know piss him off because he thought it was like an old like an old person kind of joke type of yeah. thing. But I'm like slowly and surely, when we had more like you know deeper conversation rather than just like oh how was the weekend you know the typical yeah. work job like the ha 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 you know type yeah. of thing. You know, I started realizing oh no, this is a dude like I can actually look up to because it's scarily similar like the advice he would give me and i'm like oh he he knows you know like there's certain people like i talk to they they just don't know you know they have like they grew up wealthy they didn't they're pretty blind to like social things and then they go to the typical high school the college and they have opportunities off rip because you know you your parents had opportunities and your parents have money and your your parents have this this and that well you know my mom was a single mom and she was like we she was telling me like a five or six hey how are we paying the bills and my ass is like oh no like, why are you looking at me for that so it's pretty it's pretty funny when i talk to ray about these things and he understands so it was like i could actually talk to him about things of that nature so you know that's why i started calling him uncle ray because i'm like in a sense he was like yeah you know another thing about me too is like i had very little like 
authorities that I could look up to because my mom always had to work because, you know, she had me at a very young age. Pops was out. And the only people that were really in my life were like my football coaches, my friends. And, you know, football coaches you only seen so many times unless they were like a really close coach, which I did have one really close coach, but he passed away fairly recently as well. So oh that was another hard part for me. That was really hard. Did you a, get to see him before? Or? Uh, you know, I didn't. See, he, he tragically died. He got ran over with oh, him, man. him, his girlfriend and their dog. They all got ran. It was a Jeez. really tragic event. So I it was a closed casket. In fact, by the time I got there, he was already buried. So I had like this really heart to heart because he was like the closest thing that I had to a dad. Yeah. So that really, when I went back, that really hit me home because he was like, you know, he was, did he know that you were doing well though? Yeah. I would, I would text him and stuff. He was, he was by my right hand side. He got me into college in the first place. Cause like, Sweet. because if me, my ethic alone, I wouldn't have done it. Like he uh-huh. would forcefully like, I would run like miles. He would like, he would torture the living dog shit out of me and practice to know like, Hey, you better go to class tomorrow. Hey, I know you don't want to do that test, but you better do it. Mm-hmm. And he would tell me the importance of college, like interviews. This is how you talk to these professional people, the suit and tie people. He, he taught me how the game worked. He was like, if you don't do it like this, you're not going to go far. Oh, he gave you the full picture. Oh, he gave me the full picture. He yeah. ran it down to me. He's like, first off, you're going to the Midwest. You're, you're a Mexican dude. Like, I'm, and he would break down like the realness of it. It's like, yep. hey, this is what you say. This is what you don't say. If they say this, this is how you react. He's like, he kept it real. So, you know, when you keep it real with me, I'm going to like trust you. Like, you know, so that was one of my guys. And then, and then the only people we had to look up to was us, like the friends that were on the block and the half of them got influenced by like drugs and, you know, gangs and stuff. So when you only have so much in your life, you're just like, when somebody gets it, you're just like, all right, I understand. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you only know what you know. Thanks, Diego, for joining us on our first podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I loved it. It was Absolutely awesome. Loved. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed yourselves, um, got some inspiration out of this, chuckled a few times, and, you know, join us next time. The good in the good. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. It's good. It's good. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo.